Oh yeah, no, I, I hear the slowdown. I hear the slowdown. You're like, one, two. <laughs> so, it is it there is. it is. Anyway, right, cool beans. We're here. Uh, once again, happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the uh, episode recording. Uh, we're starting our icebreaker with a bit of sad news, but I figured it's something different. We talk about art and movies and all that stuff all the time, so why not talk about artists uh, that apparently have recently passed away, unfortunately. Uh, Vicente Fernandez and Anne Rice both have passed away. Uh, big figures, one in music and the other one in uh, books, writing. And yeah, unfortunately, they are no longer with us. Uh, they all seem to have passed away during. They passed um, away like either today or the day before. They were like literally like back to back. Uh, one was like, I think on Saturday and the other one was like Friday. But yeah, Vicente Fernandez, a uh, legendary Mexican singer, passes away at the age of 81. And then Anne Rice, uh, the age of 80. So very, very close. Very, very close. Um uh, my, my uh my experience with with Anne Rice stuff like I don't personally go out of my way to read her books. I did get weaseled into reading the what was it like Beauty's Liberation. It was like some it was like some smut book that she did, and because my wife was just like, "Oh, you should read this," and I'm like, "Why?" So anyway, I go I start going through this. It is it's just just straight up like BDSM fucking uh shit um, so twilight so what was not twilight what's the other one the no, shades of gray before shades of gray 50 shades of gray yeah this is like yeah. before all that noise right and it's yeah. it's supposed to be a play on like sleeping beauty um but nonetheless she's the she's like the mastermind behind i think the uh um vampire lestat um Interview fucking with the vampire interview with a vampire thank you i think she also had some sort of influence or she wrote the book for queen of the damned mm -hmm. um so she her works were definitely like immortalized into all these other films and she is like a subject to one of my videos on youtube where i start discussing dark fantasy and video games and kind of tracking you know the progression from where the dark fantasy subgenre was birthed out of and where it yeah. led to like um as far as video games are concerned um so like that was that was a shocker to me because she was actually like relatively active within the last couple of years she was she had just gotten done writing her fucking saga about the birth of jesus or some shit like that because she she put away the whole uh vampire series to go talk about jesus in egypt for a while and then she was just like, "All right, I'm going back to to vampires and and gay lovers and you know the lovers? queen of the dance." Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot of like um, the what's the uh, the characters Lestat and the Brad Pitt's character in the movie. Like, there was like some sort of connection between the two of those characters. Yeah. Um. But whatever. Um. But no, she suffered a stroke a couple of days ago, and she just was not able to recover. Um, which is unfortunate. What I'm really more or less surprised at is Vincent Fernandez, because like I don't have that much of a connection with them, but I my my wife's side of the family does. Like mm -hmm. they're all about the my wife calls it the I I I music. The I I I music. That's <laughs> a very good, yeah. 
That is, a, I mean, that's honestly, I think that's a lot better than uh, what other people, carnival music is what they call it. Like, because it sounds very similar to like what you would listen to at a carnival. I mean, that's mm. what other people have told me, but I like the IAI description better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like my, my only like understanding of that sort of like culture comes out of uh, Gabriel Iglesias talking about mm-hmm. when he took his mom to go see uh, Vincent Fernandez and how she just like straight up collapses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is, that is the extent that I know about uh, these two artists. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, with me, with Anne Rice, it's it's the same. It's, I think it's the opposite with me with Anne Rice. It's like the reason why I know her. I never read any of her books. Um, I know her because of Interview with the Vampire mm-hmm. um, and what she brought to the table on that. I knew of Queen of the Dam. I don't even think I've seen Queen of the Dam. And I think there's a third movie that they also made because the series is like four or five books of uh, that story arc and yeah. whatnot. But it's it just sucks because like I remember Interview with the Vampire is like honestly one of like my favorite vampire movies out there. Um and so just to, to hear that, I was just like, oh, like the first person I texted was my sister because she's big into like reading books and whatnot. And she was just like, yeah, I can't believe it, blah, 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 this and this and that. Um, but Vicente Fernandez is the interesting one for me because I like I grew up with him, but I didn't grow up with him. Like uh, uh, I lived in a, in a I'm from El Salvador, so I didn't live in a Mexican household, mm-hmm. uh, but he was around here and there. It's not as often as it was for like when you see the Mexican Homes that I played all the time. However, I did party with a lot of Mexicans, and every time we would drink, and the tequila bottle came out. By the end of the night, we were all singing Vicente Fernandez. So, it's just one of those things. It's just like he's been around for such a long time that it's just like, oh dang, like, like we've lost someone like that's usually there all the time. You know what I mean? So it just it, it hit a little a little harder, and then I start thinking about, um, you know, I. I never had the opportunity to go see him, nor did I really make any effort. But we're at that at that point, right, where like a lot of the artists that we grew up with are now passing away, and that's what I wanted to ask you at uh, at the end of this. Like uh, after Scotty gives his two cents on the matter of what's going on, is like if there are any like bands and stuff like that that you got to see or you didn't get to see uh, because they passed away. You know what I mean? Um. Uh... I don't have much to say about either, unfortunately. Um, just not really in my radar that much. But speaking of musicians that recently passed, one of the last two monkeys um, passed away. Mm-hmm. The Made for TV, not the Beatles band. Um, for those that are totally out of the loop, uh, and Rachel, we and, are the monkeys. <clears throat> yeah, Rachel and her mom actually just saw them play nearby, and so that was the last tour for one of them. Um, she really likes the monkeys and she gets upset that I, I purposely will say, oh yeah, that song by the Beatles, you know, just to piss her off and stuff. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we kind of go back and forth because I like Queen and I give her shit cause she's not, she respects Queen and what they've done, but she's not really a fan, but that is Mm -hmm. that, but Queen is the one band that I wish I had seen when all of their members were alive. Um, and, and that just will never happen. But, uh. Um, I am, I was fortunate though, to see Rush twice, uh, long before Neil Peart passed. So I'm, I'm pretty right. fortunate in that. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't have, I don't have a whole, whole lot cause I've not really, there's, there's a, only a handful of individual musicians as opposed to bands that have influenced me more than a group or something. So I've been fortunate right. enough to not really get into 
as many individuals that have passed as as groups that have just dispersed all that stuff it's honestly i listen to more groups that are not together that uh, than those that are currently writing music <laughs> so but uh but yeah i've been fortunate i guess so but when travis barker passes away uh although some would say that's not possible because he survived a plane crash and other bullshit and he's just basically lived a suicidal life if you ever read his book um but when yeah. he goes, that'll definitely hit me hard because he is quite literally the reason I play drums the way I do. So, yeah. Dang. Yeah, no, I've had, um, like, I've been fortunate. Like, I always say, like, the first metal concert that I ever went to was uh, Dio, Motorhead, and Iron Maiden. Holy shit. Yeah. That was the first, like, concert. And so two of those two of those bands are no longer here with us you know what i mean right. lemmy passed away dio passed away that has um, to so be like around 2006 2007 2003 no 2003 yeah because uh 2003 wow. ronnie james dio passed away in 2009 so that was that was a minute that's over 10 years ago yeah yeah that would, yeah uh what it's gonna be 18 19 Oof. years ago since that concert first happened yeah 2003 long beach arena dang but uh, give me Ed till I'm dead tour. That's what it's called. It's a new motto, folks. Give me Ed till I'm dead tour. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, it's just it's just wild. It's like uh, that's where we're going. It's just like I remember. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that I was just like, oh, um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. That's that, another uh, one that I knew. I never got crazy. to see them. I think that was especially yeah. crazy because they had like just shot a commercial for that upcoming tour with them yep. and Blake. Yeah, yeah, man. That was yeah, and go ahead. Um, I think that tour was supposed to, Never mind. I won't, I won't cause I'm not a hundred percent on that, but no, that's the easy one for pretty much anybody in our generation. Like Lincoln park kind of like transcended genres. They were constantly jumping from one sound to another, to another, to another. Uh, some would say always evolving. Other people would be like finding, would say finding other ways to sell out. Um, yeah. but nonetheless, like no matter what era of Lincoln park, um that you got into them with um chester was kind of like the voice you know what i mean so yeah that one that one hit a few of us especially hard chris cornell was another one uh i think just like a year or two before that um also like again a big influence on uh chester as well one of them that i was like super upset that i never got to see live not necessarily for his work in stone temple pilots but for the work that he did um with slash velvet revolver and that's scott wheeland um you know even though that man lived a wild life like I'm not trying to say that that per that scott was a good person but he was a definitely a good performer um, and I'm kind of bummed out that I never got to see Velvet Revolver live. That kind of, that ship has sailed, so to say. But no. Is, I, is. I think an, another one that hit a lot of people more than they realized until it happened was when Bowie passed as well. That, you didn't, oh. You didn't realize, like, I, and I, I personally will speak from this, like, I didn't realize how much he had done just outside of music. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this is, I need to be more familiar with his library. And that was also, that was the year I was like, I should own Omicron for the Dreamcast. Cause he was more supportive <laughs> of video game acting than any person <laughs> outside of the world then. So, yep. 
No. Yeah, when when David Bowie passed away on my end, I remember it was uh I was actually celebrating my birthday. I was still living out in Phoenix because this was like about like I think five, six years ago when he passed away. Uh maybe even seven now that I think about it. And I was at a karaoke bar. And so as soon as it found oh, people boy. found out that Bowie passed away, yeah. the rest of the night was nothing but Bowie. Right. And I heard like four or five different renditions of Star or um What's the um Ziggy Stardust? Uh, Ziggy Stardust, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it was just wild. But no, like I mean, like his music—it's just like you said, like his music changed throughout the years, and it was great. Um, and overall, he's just a good dude. I don't think I ever heard anything really bad about him. Yeah, he um, he was there. There was an interview circulating as well where he was like very pro African Americans and stuff in different types of media, and it was. It was a jarring interview because he didn't understand why they were treated differently. Oh, that was the the interview with the old head of MTV where he sat yeah. down. I want to say it was either before or after a show that he was shooting. And Bowie just like cold turkey popping the question, hey, how come you're not showing African-Americans more right. frequently? Yeah. <laughs> why aren't you giving <laughs> them airtime? I was like, oh, yeah, we have our equivalent to Soul Train. We show it like once a week. And he was just like, wow, that's really interesting. Why? and yeah it, it was yeah. it was just like you know at the very end of the interview they were just like hey make sure you don't record that <laughs> yeah. make sure that it was, doesn't get out the um what was even more eerie around his passing was that black star came out right after that and all mm-hmm. the lyrics were so like it was very obvious that he knew when he was going into the studio, this was going to be the last thing he recorded. So it that... was a very self-aware album. Yeah. Like, I, so like, in, like the more time, like, cause I still, I've, I probably listened to it like once every couple of months. Um, just because there's like a lot of really good music in there. And it's very, I'm a little bit on like the weird side with my music. I listen to a lot of avant-garde stuff and Bowie has plenty of that shit. Yeah. Um, so like I go back to Black Star every now and then, and it was very evident. It was just like he knew he was going to die. It's a very self aware album. Um, it's rough. Yeah, it's a rough listen. Uh, I w- I would say like one more artist that I am upset that I didn't get into them while they were alive, but I have more of an appreciation for them since they've passed was Mac Miller. Um, mm-hmm. Mac Miller was like I remember Mac Miller from when he was trying to do like the white boy rap. And like comparable to shit like Little Dicky, and I'm I'm personally not a fan of that. Um, however, like after his passing, and I started listening to like his newer records, um, and then the the one album I forget the name, but like the post Hummus, I can't even say that word right. Uh, like the album that came out after his death, um, just really fucking hits hard, really hits hard. That's what is crazy. this? The I was uh, this to is a list me. of our, uh, according to Billboard, it's a list of the artists that we've lost this year. Mm-hmm. Um, some apparently were like even last week, but wow. some of these I don't even recognize to be honest. Anybody know who Hank Von Hell is? No, no, but Stonewall Jackson is a name I've heard many times that doesn't sound like a real name, but that's a great name. Yeah, uh, Stonewall Jackson comes from the Civil War monument that the Confederates put up. Right. All right, then. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Von Hell. I wonder what he's who he played with. He looks yeah, like really, uh, a fucking kiss ripoff. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the only the only one right here that honestly that like, stood out for me was freaking DMX, and he was at the forefront in the beginning. I forgot that it was this year that DMX passed away. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. year. Yeah, uh, Hank Von Hell was a Norwegian music musician best known as the lead vocalist of the punk band uh, Turbo Negro. Uh, he had Turbo. Done, oh, okay. He has done work with uh, Doctor Midnight and the Mercy Cult. That's crazy. Yeah, Turbo is the one I've heard, and I think that's because of Bam Margera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Weird. yep, it happens every year. That's just musicians this time. We haven't even talked about actors and actresses and stuff like that. Um, but it's wild. It's uh, Oh, Jesus. Mac Miller was from Pittsburgh. I didn't even know that. Wow. Huh. There it is. How about that? It's sad to see them go. Uh-huh. But, anyhow, Chris... What have you been up to this week? Okay. What do you want to talk about? So, over the last, like, couple of months, I should say, this is definitely a new pandemic hobby that I picked up. Woo. Um, But I started getting into analog horror, and analog horror is just, like... Anal horror? Huh? What? What'd you say? (laughs) Anal horror? No, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, analog horror is kind of like, you know, the best way that I can put it is like if the Blair Witch Project was like actually filmed by like a couple of kids or a couple of guys just with their own camcorder with super B-list or C-list props and effects and whatnot. And they're just putting together some sort of like alternate universe or alternate reality where like whatever eldritch beings that are in that world they're putting out these infomercials that are saying like hey be aware of these these uh these creatures because they'll probably come after you uh and there's a few of them that i that i picked out that i've been like getting into the first one that i got into was gemini home entertainment uh so it's been going on for roughly about two years 16 episodes and again like i said it's like 80s infomercials and they've got stupid shit like the world's weirdest animals and it plays out kind of like uh remember those 90s commercials with the um the animal magazines and you open it up and it's just like oh explore the world of animals and they're oh, yeah, giant yeah, yeah. fucking tarantula on one fucking page it scared the shit out of me uh, it's kind of something like that, and they'll like have episode one where it's just like, check out this weird animal. It's a greater prairie chicken. They run around the prairie eating bugs and shit like that, and they make weird mating noises. And then they go over here to the burrowing owls, and they're just like, these burrowing owls like to dig out holes in the trees and go sleep at them. And then look at these wood crawlers, which it's just a picture of the woods. And there's nothing there, and it's just like, yeah, they're excellent hunters that could traverse most terrain without making a fucking sound. Prefers to yeah. nest inside the inside of large homes with big families uh, so that they can feed. The next scene is just like, burn the bodies lest they stand <laughs> up again. And I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, what the fuck I'm are just, you showing I'm me? Looking, I'm just looking at Scotty's face, I don't think I wanna, fantastic. I don't want to look up wood crawlers because it sounds like a bug, and I hate bugs. Uh, well, the, interest, the interesting thing is that you're talking about that. It's not a I bug. Probably... All right. Okay. It's not a bug. So I think that this is a um, another name for skin crawlers. Uh, they have more more episodes like going into what these like wood crawlers and shit like that are. And like one of the things that they do is that they mimic human voice 
and the voices that they put out are usually like cries for help. Oh, and that's exactly what a creature did in the movie Annihilation, which is really cool. It's a cool okay. idea for an enemy. Well, this dude took like the shittiest camcorder that he can find, went out to the plains of Ohio in the cornfields at like four o'clock in the fucking morning when the sun was starting to rise and his buddy goes out there in his fucking drawers just standing there like this just like help anybody help like like (laughs) stupid shit like that and then they have like after effects in the background where like in one of the infomercials they're like don't look out to the tree line and then they cut to the tree line and it's just like a bunch of white lights start appearing as the sun goes down and it just like tries to do that jump scare effects to you. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like an entire lore that's being built up where essentially the, <clears throat> the Gemini home entertainment collection is more or less a collection of, Hey, this is what you aliens need to do in order to infiltrate earth and just eat their people. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what it comes down to. You know, and I, and they try to, before you continue, Go I got a couple of questions because I looked up Gemini Home Entertainment on YouTube to see if I could find something in relation to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that most of the videos that they have on there are basically like space. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But I see nothing like horror oriented. It just looks like I'm watching a boring like advertisement from like the 70s. And I'm like, and I'm over here like, did I get the right thing? Am so I, I you have to the... like watch into it. It it tries to be kind of subtle with the way that they deliver um the the quote unquote the horror or the information. Like they try mm-hmm. to make it seem like it is a real thing. So like later on in the series there is another infomercial for a wood cabin resort, right? And okay. they say start talking about all the amenities that it has and then it's just like Oh, by the way, don't open your door after dark. If someone knocks on your door, you ignore it. And that they start cutting over to these things where it's like, here's Jim Bob. Uh, he used to be the treasurer for the organization. He opened the door. He's no longer with us. Here's another lady. Here's Jan from accounting. Uh, she opened the door, too. She no longer is here with us. There you go. This is this is the woodcrawlers. Yeah, section. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the woodcrawlers so, looked like uh, those paintings you see of Simon Stallenhog, who uh, his paintings turned in a show called Tales from the Loop, just this weird sci-fi stuff that just exists. Yeah, and it's like all really like low-quality stuff, but the fact is is that what's more entertaining than anything is like, one, it's supposed to simulate like, oh, you found a piece of like... I don't want to say like um, history, but it's definitely like it's supposed to have that very old school vibe. Like you found something in your parents' basement that you weren't supposed to find. Yeah. Except it's it's more along the lines of like the horror side of things. Like video um, logs or cataloging of events. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm kind of curious about yeah, this now. This, this looks yeah. right up my alley. I might check this stuff yeah, out. No, this shit is great. It's you will just hear like screaming, it... they stole their voices. That's all I saw <laughs> yeah. on the screen. And then, like, at the very end of this video specifically, they'll cut to this dude that's, like, quietly approaching this house that a family used to live in. And it's like these woodcrawlers are trying to simulate the movements that a family would make. So they're just walking back and forth. 
and they're just like like weirdly shuffling there's there's one kid that doesn't even move his legs as he like skates across the house uh oh, and then a it just busted npc it, and it just ends yeah. with uh with the guy getting caught and him trying to run away and it's just like cuts to the fucking main splash screen world's weirdest animals it is <laughs> just close yeah that's out. exactly what this is world's weirdest animals and the guys are standing there exactly like almost in t-pose yep but now mm-hmm. arms not as high yep so if you're like me and you like stupid shit like that uh go check out gemini home entertainment that's the oldest one that i was into just recently i got into like the mandela Chron- uh, catalog and that's supposed to be covering the events of the u.s department of temporal phenomena uh the main the main idea behind it, this one is not as old, there's not as many episodes, but the main idea behind it is that there's these creatures called alternates that mimic real people and they try to coerce uh, friends and family of the individual to go to an isolated location so that they can kill them or devour them. Uh, they constantly tell people in these infomercials, do not make eye contact, do not talk to them because you're going to fucking get killed. Uh, the guidelines for the law enforcement is that essentially they have to lie to victims as the victim calls 911 to tell them that help is on the way because law enforcement can't do anything for them because mm. it's a mimic. They're going to mimic the person that's calling 911. They just have to kill both of them and the alternates are like super powerful apparently and then they'll just kill law enforcement. All right. I, I hate that I looked up the Mandela catalog because like as soon as I saw the fucking thumbnails, it just gave me fucking chills. And like the 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 big issue or like how everything started, apparently, and they take like precious moments cartoons of like Jesus being born and like the angel meeting Mary, and they pervert it so to say, so that there is an alternate of Jesus Christ who comes down and pretty much tells mary uh i am the true savior and now i have to go talk to joseph so i can deceive joseph and he just goes to joseph while he's he's sleeping he's like wake up wake up wake up wake up as he's trying to like feed them lies it's 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 some weird ass shit dude and i'm i just i just eat it up it's really how did you stumble across this stuff so i follow (laughs) the internet well yeah it's the internet um, I follow a guy named Windagoon on YouTube and he, when I found him, he started talking about like stupid events in history and then he started doing something called the conspiracy theory iceberg where he's just like, okay, here's some conspiracy theories that everyone knows about and then we go down the, the iceberg and to like some shit where it's just like otherworldly big brain bullshit where it's just like. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever goddamn heard. Like but, Jesus, you know. <laughs> you know, like an alternative Jesus. It's fine. Um, last one that he covered was like the monument mythos. And this is something that I talked to, to Corey about earlier this week, where it's the idea that uh, there are massive creatures and demons inside various monuments in the United States. So they did All like right. this historical piece where uh, – it's called the Liberty Lurker and that there's a creature inside Lady Liberty and all the immigrants that was coming from Europe 
that was crossing over on the boats, they would pick and choose who would be able to come into the United States, and the rest of them would go to the Statue of Liberty, where they were essentially eaten by whatever was inside of it. And there was always comments from the immigrants where it's just like, it smells like a slaughterhouse in New York City. I wonder why that is. Like, it's it's very well done. And a lot of these... A lot of these are one man projects and it's just, I am relatively impressed. Yeah. The, the channel is called, uh, Alex Kansas. Yeah. I found it. Yeah. It, it's, it's it, it, but yeah. like the quality of like how you see, like at the very end of the video, like the creature that lives inside the Statue of Liberty, like the Statue of Liberty just like moves over to the side. It's not like something bends or opens or a hatch opens. It just, it yeah. moves over to the side. You just see a claw before the fucking uh, video cuts out. But this dude is like hiring voice actors, some of them talking in different languages. It's great. It's fucking stupid. I like I like the uh, little quote that's going on right here in this video where it says, People wonder why the pedestal is so much taller than the lady. All I tell them is, ask the Americans. <laughs> what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> there's a story about the Washington Monument, and apparently it's like, there's this really, really strange tree that nobody can cut down. And it moves in really weird dimensions and shit like that. So instead of, like, doing something like trying to get rid of it they build the washington monument around it so that nobody has to look at it and then when people come to visit it there'll be people who go inside and they take this bucket that go all the way up the washington monument and then the tree grabs them and they throws them down and knocks them out it's it just the the ideas in the mind like the ideas behind these people who come up with this nonsense is just great. I fucking love it. I don't give a shit. Well, I'm glad we could turn around the mood to something much more positive, like <laughs> thrown into the pits and fed you know, the demons. Dude, I, I'm over here like bullshit aside too. I'm just thinking like, man, like with the topic that I'm going to talk about today, I'm like, it's a we have a really grim episode during the holidays. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> Sheesh. I'm, I'm here oh. for it. That's really all I wanted to talk about. I found these things. I decided to talk about all the other stupid shit that I, I found on the internet. Let's go. That's some wild shit. Good stuff. Oh my god, good stuff indeed. Uh, Scotty, what are you up to? We'll go ahead and uh, go with you. Sheesh, I'll mention okay. a couple short things. Uh, speaking of things we love, um, we watched The Matrix and. That is one of the best sci-fi movies ever created. I don't care what anyone says. Because uh, the new one's coming out soon. And um, I think it's one of my favorite movies. But we watched it again after seeing some stuff in the Game Awards. And um, I forget uh, I forget why else exactly. But um, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. And uh, The Matrix, what are you going to do? 1999, people. 1999. I forget that that movie is actually that old. Yeah. And for like the quality that it is, it's super fucking it like it it I would say that like the first Matrix movie aged well. I never saw the last one, but I saw the first two. And I really like the first one. I saw the second one pretty recently and I'm not it's not that not great. too high on it. The no. other two are not that great. I've never even seen the third one all the way through, but uh mm -hmm. a little soon, I guess. Um 
I, I reminded Rachel halfway through watching The Matrix. I'm like, this was five or four years after Johnny Mnemonic. So, yeah. And like four or five years after Hackers, you know? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hot damn. Uh, the, I mean, the, 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 the Matrix itself overall is just like you said, it stands really well, but there's so much history behind it, too, that like how it wasn't even supposed to be Keanu Reeves as Neo. They originally approached Will Smith, yeah, and Will Smith just walked out of the reading. He's like, this just sounds like hot garbage. I'm out of here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess there's a story too of when he went to the premiere of the matrix and like after the first scene the very first scene is that trinity scene where she takes out like seven guys or something and will yeah. smith was in there and i don't know how how much truth there is to this to this but he saw that and just like after that scene he just goes ah shit like he saw after that he's like boy did i pass something up good <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you, you got know, I've got, a, I've got a weird relationship with the Matrix as a whole because um, my church, we had a pastor. The pastor was also the principal of our school, a oh, little boy. school in the basement. Uh, and he had multiple sermons comparing events and allegories of the Bible yep. to the matrix i don't know if this was like a common thing for nerds for uh like nerdy pastors but like three hour sermons just going into the matrix and comparing it to like jesus and revelation and like oh this this means the the mark of the beast or some shit like that i'm like Holy fucking shit. And no one's like standing up and leaving. Like, like some of them were like eating that nonsense up. I'm like, why? Yeah. Fucking why? Well, I mean, dude, there was books. I remember when they were talking about it, uh, when the uh, movie first came out and the the religious tones in this film are, are there. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, Neil basically being born out of existence and stuff like that. And, uh, him being the savior Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I mean, even if you look at it, well, I, I mean, you guys haven't seen the third one. I don't know who hasn't seen the third one and stuff like that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I mean, Jesus, literally. Right. Is it, is it literally Jesus? <laughs> yeah, it's what it really comes down to. It's just like, so, uh, yeah, no, I remember there was a couple of books that I picked up too. So it's not too surprising. I'm, 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 I guess more surprised that the pastor even, like believe that oh like this is like you know i could talk about this at church as opposed to being like oh they're trying to act like they were the lord and savior and they're really not i don't know why i gave them weird southern accent but here we are um (laughs) Uh, it's the same thing that happened with harry potter and people said either that he was jesus in the in the potter books or it was satanism and same thing with lord of the rings you know pick a pick a hot movie at the time and it'll have drama and something around it so yeah uh yeah no it's so good though it's so great and i just kept saying i was like as we were watching i'm like if you got any questions just let me know because this sure didn't make sense to me when i saw it the first time but um yeah good shit uh did you did you watch the animatrix i've seen it it's been a, a while but i have seen that okay because yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was like a short episode. And I think we briefly talked about this on too when the uh, Star Wars 
Disney was uh, releasing the Star Wars little mini episodes of oh, like maybe. The Star Wars stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Animatrix was, yeah, for sure, one of the fun things I enjoyed uh, about this whole franchise that came out. Because um, I was really into it. Like, I was really into the Matrix. I was like, uh, I played the video games. I Path watched like, anything and tried to read good. anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I wish that I was around when uh, Matrix Online was active that actual game and stuff i imagine that was maybe cool to enjoy to uh do with friends and stuff but yeah um no matrix is good uh keanu reeves is something else and yeah um and then uh, i'll just mention real quick since he's not here that Corey and i did record record another session of Mega Man legends and we got to the last boss but it uh some of that game broke Corey, i think a little bit here and there so um <laughs> the final session is going to be just the last boss but he hey you know what though he was having a blast during the mini games that we stumbled across to uh grind for some money um but um bum uh but he really enjoyed what we found within there uh so i don't know what his full opinion is on it yet um but we are at the last boss and it's it's he's got to backtrack and level up a little bit to actually do that we we ended up recording for almost five hours but that is not there's gonna be a lot cut out of it (laughs) though um so yeah Mega Man legends just about wrapping that up uh and then i'll just mention my pickups real quick um it's a shame Corey is not here because he will appreciate that I got a Midnight Vinyl in. Uh, they did nice. their... Um, it's called The Rearview Mirror, and they recorded... How many songs are on here? Five it's songs. It's like a remaster of their old stuff? Uh, no, they, they re-recorded it with an orchestra. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, oh, dang. Yeah, with the, the orchestra's called Magic Magic, I believe. And I'll just pull the vinyl out real quick because it's this fun little white thing. Pretty quick, crisp looking though, but uh, yeah, clean. midnight. That is pretty clean. Good old synth, and and I like. I more so like when bands do this that are so far removed from like any type of big band or orchestral or string related thing, which is definitely what I would say synthwave is. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a very different sound, and it's really cool. Um, yeah, so that that came in. Um, who the hell knows how long ago I ordered that because vinyl everything is on back order right now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> and then lastly, I'll mention um, I picked up Blue Stinger on the Dreamcast yet again. But it's an interesting thing because I bought it. Uh, oh, shit. The other disc is in the Dreamcast. So I bought it from Warp Zone and Carrie was like, so... One of these is defective, but we don't know which. But he's like, the original owner explained it to me that it was one of those games that was launched with defective discs. You know, there that there was that whole thing with the Midway games of Mortal Kombat Gold, Ready to Rumble, Boxing, and Hydra Thunder, how you got to get the hot new. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently something similar happened with Blue Stinger that I didn't even know about. So I'm like, I guess. And he's like, if you know the difference, because he knows I'm like the Sega guy of his customer base. He's like, if you know the difference, just take the good one. But he's like... Really, though, dude, I trust you. Just take them both, play them, tell me which one's defective, and bring that one back when you're back next. I'm like, okay. And I looked at the discs, and I'll show the camera, but I don't know how well this is going to zoom in. Um, But we're all nerds here, so we might find this interesting. Do you guys at first see any difference between the two discs? Yes. Yeah, one's lighter and one's darker. Exactly. And you can't probably see... I'll hold up one here. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to focus, but... 
right here is the um it says mpeg soft deck which is who does the music or the sound i should say and on yeah. this disc it says q sound and there's also a yeah, tiny I, serial number below there i did notice that as well there was one of them that had like like i can't read what it is but one of them is definitely bigger than the other yeah the boxes next to the uh the esrv thing yeah so i had never noticed that and i i took a picture of this and i sent it to tj um who is in the chat right now tj kitsune um he has a full american set of dreamcast games uh to the point that i think he's casually going for the variants of like those greatest hit ones and whatever so i sent him a picture of both these discs i was like hey do you know about this like blah 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 and He's like, oh, man, I don't know. And I go, which one do you have? And does it work? He's like, I've got the Q sound. It works fine. But I didn't know about that. He's like, you should document that. I'm like, maybe? I don't really know how I would document that and make it interesting at all. Because also, I played both of them today. Like, I put a good 20 minutes into each one. Neither of them really did anything different. One of them, uh, it did, like, start up. And then it just went right back to the... Uh, the um, dashboard i guess you'd call it on the dreamcast well, that's, where that's you can pick the controller yeah right yeah that's it that's like but they both eventually was red and like i played like 20 minutes into each game and i was like i'm not gonna sit here and just play the game twice <laughs> to figure this out <laughs> so I'll, I'll put some more time into it later but i just i thought that was really interesting that i did not even know neither did tj the master of collecting dreamcast games know that there were different discs and it's it's really interesting to me because on the back of it it still says the mpeg soft deck thing for each copy it doesn't say q sound on on either one um so i don't know that's a weird cool thing and video games am i right so yeah i'm i'm laughing that you said that like they gave you the two copies they're like one of them works and one of them doesn't so just bring back whichever one doesn't work and and the reason why i started laughing is um i had two items that were two similar items that were returned at work uh, which is the little oxygen readers that go on your fingers, mm. right? You guys know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah, it gets, gives it like a little digital number and whatnot. And the, the the comment on there said, one of them didn't work. Very disappointed, so I'm returning both. But they didn't wow. mark which one was the one that wasn't working. Yep. That's, that's annoying. Helpful. That's great. And I'm like, motherfuckers, because I have to open them up and I, and I test them out. And I'm like, well, they both kind of are working. I don't know what the extent of it is. So now I either sell them and piss off another customer or right. I just trash them. <laughs> yeah. So I did a quick search on like defective blue stinger, like see make the maybe there's like a difference between the two. Um and like they back in like two or nineteen ninety nine, uh IGM posted uh an yeah. article saying defective blue stinger solution if you know, pretty much saying, Hey, call this number and activision will send you a new copy of the game mm -hmm. uh there was also like another forum from like onlineconsoles.com where people were saying it was like hey i just bought this brand new the game will not load like mm -hmm. it's not loading at all and some dude was just like i read that some game ships from the factory got a film on the underside that would keep it from playing the guide said to jip uh, to dip the gd rom into boiling water for I a saw few that. seconds <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> and it would solve the problem. When I ordered Planet oh Web 2.62 from Sega, it didn't work. Tried the boiling method, and it also didn't work. But also didn't help either. Uh, right. Or hurt it either. So I returned oh, to Sega for another one. Tried doing this. 
uh, try some adding some car wax or something if it mm. doesn't work great, and then lick it. Like, yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. Uh, there is one thing from Game Facts where they were just like, oh, for the ones that don't boot, flip your Dreamcast upside down and try to see if it boots that way. I've heard, I, <laughs> wow. yeah, I do. I, there are people that do that. I know that there are people that do that with the PS1 as well. It's something yeah. bizarre. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a legit PS1 fix. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. stupid. It's crazy. Um, the, uh, yeah, that's, now that I think of it though, Activision, uh, I remember Vigilante 8 Second Offense, it was just, it was a given that playing co-op campaign with my buddy, we just crossed our fingers that it wouldn't freeze because it happens so often. And I, I actually emailed Activision as a confused 14-year-old and got a response back and printed it out. Like, I still have it printed that Activision replied. They basically said, we understand there's a problem, but thank you for the support. Like, they weren't going to do shit. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, it's just crazy. It's in it's a, it's a, stuff like this is more interesting to me and like data mining and all that kind of crap that you just like it was just crazy to me that I couldn't find this answer online when I googled it. More than I did, I did see the IGN thing, they just basically give a number and say call and get this replaced and whatever. Um see if so, that number's still active. Uh yeah. right now? <laughs> no, not right no. now. <laughs> The the interesting thing the interesting thing about this too it's like the time right like you said like yeah. when this came out back in the day and people were just like oh my god it's not working like blah blah and they're just kind of like fuck it we don't care it is what it is like yada yada that shit won't fly today like no. you know the masses would be freaking in an uproar and like oh shitty game releasing broken games and like blah blah, blah. Yeah. we talk about it all the time with everything that's happening here so I just it's crazy that. <laughs> bro you this can fucking been... roadhouse zombies in this game oh yeah dude Apparently. it's like elliot's third attack like you mash the button long enough that he does like a his his foot catches on fire for a second it's um it's made by the same people that did uh ill bleed and i've i've legit bought this thing multiple times on whims when it was like less than 10 bucks and it just i kept getting shitty copies and now finally i got a copy that will work i guess or a couple i gotta try this game out because it... this looks stupid it was a. Is this game on the list, Scotty, of the top ten games I'm going to be playing? <laughs> I don't know. The only thing that's unique about it is that it was the first time that a console launched with a survival horror game, so which was pretty cool. Oh. And it was weird that it was considered survival horror because it's so brightly colored and it like takes place around Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there are for no reason at all the Pen Pen Triisalon characters pop up in it as like. Uh, promo shit for soft drinks and other crap i think that's Um, cool yeah it's a it's a weird b-movie thing um that's a good point tj i might actually ping pc wizard uh because he knows his shit um yeah so that's just i just thought that was interesting It, it reminded me of when i was doing research for another podcast and i learned that you can use the keyboard with soul Calibur, and that is not documented anywhere still like on the wiki page on anything like you can use the fucking fishing rod, the obviously the regular controller, the arcade stick, but also the keyboard. And not only for one player, but it splits itself at half that you could use one keyboard for two people in Soul Calibur. That's cool. So, And it hasn't been documented? I haven't seen it anywhere, and I guess I don't care enough to update the Wikipedia page. I don't know. Upcoming Megavisions video soon, maybe? You know? Amen. <laughs> All I, all I gotta say is after I'm done with Keyboard this major project, caliber. I might be hitting you up for shit. So 
Yeah, I love talking about stuff. weird accessories that just woke up and worked with crap. As you can see, anytime you visit the Mega Visions booth at a local convention. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. So that's oh, yeah. uh, I didn't I didn't expect this much conversation to get sparked about Blue Stinger, but I'm glad it did. So that, that's kind of all I've done though. Good shit. Oh, sure, that's one last thing. Is yeah, TJ mentions that the voice actors in Blue Stinger did Sonic Rouge and Eggman in Sonic Adventure One and Two. Crazy stuff! Wow. What about you, Eddie? Me? Uh, same old boring shit. Uh, just work. Uh, trying to evade murder. Um, Hell yeah! What? Yeah, and I was uh, telling uh, Chris earlier today that that's the one thing I want to talk about is uh, there's a murderer at work. Um, and it was just so wild to see what was going down and what was happening and whatnot. And by I mean that is there was a guy, uh, there was a guy at work. I, and I was noticing the way he was kind of like opening packages and whatnot was a little interesting. Um, cause you got to cut away from you. Like you gotta be like, you know, strategic about it. So you don't hurt yourself. But this guy was like literally stabbing the packages. Like, he was, like, literally, like, you know, like, doing, like, the kind of, like, Michael Myers hand motion mm-hmm. with, like, the knife. And then he, like, do the thrust with the knife. I even got him, like, I even saw him, like, he, like, went away for, like, a break or something. And when he was coming back, he was, like, sneaking up to, like, his area and just kind of, like, doing his thing. And, like, everybody's seeing this because we're all, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, it's all, like, weirding us out and, like, pretty, like, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, and he's he does it for, like, a good 30 minutes and we're, like, freaking the fuck out because we're, like, do we need to call somebody? Like, is there an issue going on here? The answer was yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? The answer was yes. And so, finally, so, finally, um, it turns out, it turns out the uh, guy was, like, uh, uh, the supervisor finally came up and talked to him and they're just, like, hey, like, are you good? Like, is everything okay? Like, la, la, la. Yada, yada. And they, you know, did routine like they were going around with everybody just to make sure that like they didn't isolate him out or single him out or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and when they finally got to him, he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, everything's fine. Um, I'm an actor. I'm an actor and I'm, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I got a role for like a slasher kind of like Christmas slasher movie. And like he's like saying this shit and I'm just like listening to him and I'm like, bro, when is it going to come out next year? Or because it's already Christmas time right now, and I doubt that you guys are going to do this like in two weeks. And so he's just like, Yeah, I'm just trying to get into the role. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, you're an actor, like, blah, blah, this and this and that, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, goes about his business, and all of a sudden, it's just like nothing is happening. Like nothing is like he's like the like the coolest cucumber you ever seen. He's just kind of doing things normal as everybody else does. You know, we hear the buzzer for lunch to come around, and he never came back. Mm. And I don't know what happened to him. Mm. I don't know if he's gonna be there on Monday. <laughs> but that's just, just all think, sorts of maybe you shouldn't sketch. be there on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, that's Bro. just all sorts of sketch. So it's just it's just wild. It's just fucking crazy. I like it's like and it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure like if anything does happen, like it's uh the warehouse has been put on a high alert or whatever because we got security, we have got like they? detectors and all that shit. Yeah. They 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 have to. Like I'm pretty sure anything like that is at some point because they if one thing I know about uh about Amazon and their customer service and stuff, it's like they also care about the shit and the thing that's going on there. 
Which honestly, now that I think about it, it's weird because during the training video, one of the things that I saw that was pointed out, and I was just like, wow, this is kind of like unrealistic. But I mean, I guess anything can happen is there's a segment where they're just like, in case of a shooter, and I'm like, fuck, now we're here. Now we've come full circle. This is what the video was training me for. <laughs> like, it could happen, but I don't know. It was just wild. It Bro. was just crazy just seeing him go about and do all that shit and then just be like, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. Like, Sorry, yeah, it's cool. I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Method. I'm not. I'm not buying I'll be it. Pissed. Yeah. I'll be pissed if you don't show up next week. Oh, boy. I'll be here, damn it. I hope. Knock on wood, Lord permit. No, it's, I think we should be fine. We you got some okay. Kevlar you can win to wear to work or something? Yeah, it's called Amazon Customer Return Packages. Just throw them up in the air and hopefully they hit it, not me. But uh... <laughs> Well, they probably reviewed, I assume they reviewed security footage if enough people were saying he looks maddening when he's opening a box. Yeah. I mean, no, it, it is what it is. It's just definitely one of those things like where... Um, uh it's just wild to see it's one of the things i've noticed about like working at at you know at amazon is it's just the people that are there and i think I've, that's what i've been talking about mostly is just the customers and like some of the employees their fellow co-workers that are there but then seeing something like that is just like really really out of left field and i'm just like fuck this is this could be a situation yeah but you know what i mean it's uh yeah, work work is always interesting. Like um, the other thing that I want to kind of bring up because it's work related was the Turbo Man fiasco, and I just thought it was funny because uh, I'm assuming uh, Amazon has like a Turbo Man Funko doll that's exclusive. Oh, okay, because Walmart them. just released one a couple months ago, like an actual Turbo Man figure. Uh, yeah, and I was so this is I was Funko. stupid and did not buy it when I was holding it for a fucking Instagram picture. Yeah. You should have got it. I should have. Because see, because it's the Turbo Man fiasco, just like the movie. Anybody hasn't seen Jingle All the Way? Um, it's it's this is exa- I was like kind of like the closest thing to living uh, proof of this is a guy returned about like sixteen of those Funko huh. uh, Turbo Man Amazon exclusives, and he was pissed off because when they were mailed out to him, they were mailed out without the mailer. Uh, like bubble wrap and like safety and stuff like that. So oh, some of them got crushed. Yeah. And so he was like very pissed off and upset about that. And I'm like here thinking like, why the hell does he want 16 of these? I'm like, does he think that this is like the movie and people are going to want them and whatnot? Like they're oh, not going to yeah. be available. Like, you know what I mean? Like, la da da da. And so as I'm packing these up, I'm like looking at them like, well, they are pretty cool. And I was like, and I wouldn't mind having like a Funko, you know, Turbo Man action figure mm-hmm. um and that was supposed to be the pickup that i was talking about today but amazon still hasn't delivered it it's somewhere out in the fucking four five six stops away from me yeah it's got but, a uh, knife through yeah. it now yeah it's got a knife through it now probably the murderer took it out and i didn't realize it shit but oh wow there's like that's there's all like i really have six to... different turbo man pops there's yeah, three there, of with... himself one of um two of sinbad thank god and then one of uh, Arnold just holding that big old candy cane that he um, that he tries to hit um, the Big Show with in the movie. Yeah, uh, the funny thing about it, the funny thing about it too, is that like I remember that was one of the movies that I saw uh, when it first came out, and um, but I saw it in Spanish. Nice. Oh, you wait. What I mean? So like, what happened with that scene where he buys a Spanish Turbo Man from? Uh, oh, geez. it's in English. That's funny. That, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, From yeah, because you know how it goes. Uh, it John goes. Belushi. It's a tiempo de turbo. Yeah, 
right? He goes, yeah. So in English, it's uh, it's turbo time. And he's just like, what? This is an English. Like, that's not what I want. That's great. Yeah. That's so that's cool. what ends up happening. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't really got a, a lot going on aside from everything else that's uh, the usual, the norm. But yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. Like Amazon has definitely given me some really good stories and um, I'm here some for it. interesting memories and shit that I'm just building up and documenting on this on this podcast. So Sheesh. yeah, yeah, that is a okay. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm looking at these pops. Yep. I hate pops, but. Why? How can I even say that? Yeah, I got I got plenty of them too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, I guess we can take a quick short break. Uh, there may be or maybe not some new music playing in the background. I still haven't decided yet. Um, Let me get my ukulele then, yeah, out. We'll again. be back in about like five, five, ten minutes, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, mum's the word, boys. Woo! Right and on. We'll be back. I'm using our mics. Ha ha, we're back. Yep. Huzzah. Huzzah. Here we go. Uh, what the hell are we talking about today, boys? Oh, yeah, the Video Game Awards. Game Awards. I can't even open up Kotaku's website because all the fucking ads are bogging my browser down and like slow everything down. First and foremost, why are you going with Kotaku? Because that's what our Polygon, whatever the fuck's in there. Oh, okay. They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we got going on right now. Some video game uh, news. Uh, I missed the awards completely. I have no idea what this is about. I was at work while it was uh, premiering. And for the remainder of the night, uh, I just kept hearing what people um, were talking about was basically Sonic and Sonic and Sonic and Sonic. So that's all I got. Like, literally, like, it was so funny when I got off of work. Like, nobody said anything else but Sonic Frontiers. And Sonic 2, the movie, and that was it. I was like, was there anything else? And they're like, not really. And I'm just like, okay. And then I go and like look at the article, and I'm like, what the hell? There's like a whole slew of things here. Yeah, people yeah. are so dumb. Like, honestly, when they showed Sonic Frontiers, I'm going to blow my load on that one just so I can get it out of the way. Uh, there's a lot of hype behind the movie, and that just kind of fed into the fact that we haven't heard anything about a new Sonic entry since Sonic Forces. And this is going on like what is it? Five years now, five, four or five years now since Sonic we've Forces. Like, a bit really a a mainline That's Sonic the last game. Three D like, one. Yeah. So I mean, like I could understand like the hype behind it, but and I haven't. I have this opinion about it. I'm not super high on the three D games, and my issue has always been. Um, Sonic is always or Sega team or Sonic team has always been trying to do like some open world quirky gimmicky bullshit to a game that really thrives on its linearity it's all about like the speed the tricks the the fucking momentum uh of those stages and you're putting them in environments that are like counterintuitive to those core tenets of the series I mean, you look at fucking Sonic uh, Sonic Forces, which is, like, kind of okay. I think that they kind of ruined it with forcing the classic Sonic stages and forcing the, the OC create-a-character-do-not-steal stages. You look at, like, Sonic Lost Worlds, and they try to do some level of, like, not necessarily open-worldness, but it's, like, like, a large stage for you to, like, run around and do stupid shit with. 
Um, and this just feels like more of the same of that. Um, you know, I'm I'm not super excited for Frontier. I think it's going to bomb just like every other Sonic game because uh, Sonic Team and Sega does not know how to like capitalize on what they're good at uh, and what they have. And they just they're they're just following trends at this point. So I don't I don't have anything positive to say about that outside of like it looks pretty. Yeah, the following trends thing is like very, very apparent here. It's one of the things that I first noticed when I was like looking at the trailer, and it just feels like Sonic of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and it's I don't know how well that's gonna play into it. Um, and and I'm this is coming from the guy that I think I enjoy the Sonic Adventure games. I constantly talk about how I think Sonic Oh Six is decent. It's not the worst. It's not the best, but you know it is what it is. Uh. I don't know how I feel about this. I like I said, it looks pretty, but it's just a cinematic trailer. There's no gameplay. There's no nothing. Even what they do show, I just, I, I don't know what to think about this. I want to have hope that it's going to be a decent game for a lot of the Sonic fans out there, but at the same time, I'm not holding my breath. It's just kind of like, well, we'll Sonic fans have Stockholm syndrome. Sonic fans don't know what a a good or a bad game is because a lot of the hardcore fan base just takes what they can get and they lie to mm. themselves and they say like, Oh, this is a really good game. When in fact it's like utter and complete fucking garbage. Um, they're, they're apologists at the end of the day, they'll make every single fucking excuse to fucking hold on to what little remnants they have of their fucking golden boy. Yeah. And I, I may but have, can like you really... feel the sunshine though? Does it brighten up your day? I mean, I can feel that. I could also feel that this is going to fucking bomb. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I mean, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer looks cute. Like, I'm excited to take my son hold to on, see Hold it. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold yeah. On, we, hold we, on, guess, hold we need on. Scotty's opinion on the game. Like, hold on. Yeah, yeah me and my boys here easy. have things to say. Yeah. Um, All right, go for it. This trailer looked very reminiscent of the 06 trailer that had entirely nothing that ended up in the game. So that's all I saw. That's all I kept thinking. And it's like waiting for Zebrahead to pop in and sing something or something. But like the, I don't care about this. I don't want an open world Sonic. I don't want an open world Sonic that looks like this. I want fucking checkerboard ground and dirt. I want loops. I don't want overly realistic moss covered mountainsides and shit. Sonic's not that. Sonic's not realistic. He's a blue hedgehog with shark fins, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, but if Kirby can do it, Kirby still looks like a cartoon. This doesn't. That's my problem with it. So the uh, I don't. I was not excited. I didn't care when they debuted this after the Sonic uh, or whenever the hell it was. I don't remember when they had the teaser for Sonic Two movie. Uh huh. We're talking about eh? the Sonic 2 teaser when they did No, when they we're not. This. I'm talking about oh. this trailer. The Frontiers trailer had a teaser at the end of something else. Uh when they um someone also came out after that. One of the one of the heads of Sonic stuff right now came out and said, Yeah, we shouldn't have shown that yet because we don't have anything else ready to show you guys. Mm-hmm. Um Wow. Okay. But uh Well it's was, supposed to come out what? Uh holiday twenty twenty two. Yeah, so essentially a year from now. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, it's, it, it's, it'll take so much for me to get excited about a Sonic game that's not the sequel to Mania. 
at this point. And I was talking to Corey about this. I was like, it's such a weird thing that Sega thinks when Sonic debuted in the 90s, they were targeting teenagers. And now with Sonic, they're trying to target like eight-year-olds. And it doesn't make sense because the 15, the teenagers they were targeting in the 90s are in their 30s now. Like they want, I'm not going to say they want an adult Sonic because you can find that on the internet, let me tell you. But they don't want a kid's game either. So why are they thinking they need to aim lower with the age range now? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a baffling thing. It and 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 every game, every console can handle open world shit now. So we got to make an open world game, and those I don't care about because I don't have time for an open world game. Uh, which is again why I'd rather have Mania Two. But um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, the, I I don't care what happens with this game. I really don't. Yeah. I I have a theory as to what this game is going to be about from seeing like the tower, the stages, and like the boss at the end that shows up, and like like I said, I don't think it's going to play as like any traditional Sonic Adventure or Sonic game. Um, I genuinely think they're just going to be like, here's an open world. You need to find these towers. These towers unlock these bosses. The bosses are the stages. This is basically Shadow of the Colossus with Sonic in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what I think they're going to go for. You're going to be doing all your little loops and transla- and all that stuff and spinning around. Um, that might be on, fine. On the bosses. That mm-hmm. might be okay. Like, I, I really liked the uh, Sonic Lost World DLC where you were Sonic and Zelda running around. Like, I like Sonic Adventure 1 better than 2 because of the the hub world that connects all the zones, and I like just wasting time running around there. Um, yeah. So... Maybe I mean if the world is big enough, then it will be fun to run around in Sonic in a big open field. But I don't want it to look realistic. That's yeah, yeah. My my thing has been is that Sonic Team has kind of become ir- like irrelevant when it comes to the games that they make. Um, there are fan teams that are just doing way better projects, and the one that I instantly think of that has like some level of like i don't necessarily want to say open world but like the stages are pretty expansive is the sonic omens team the sonic omens games where they're where they took the assets from sonic uh sonic forces they just started doing their own fucking thing and like it's not like the the storyline is like super mature or edgy but it's like it's a lot better than fucking a saturday morning cartoon it's somewhat reminiscent of a cross between like stuff that you saw in Sonic Adventure 2 and the Sonic uh fucking what do you call it I when I say like the Saturday morning cartoon I'm comparing it more towards like the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog rather oh, than like yeah. the one with like Mobius, Sally, Acorn shit like that um like the the stories are actually relatively interesting the stages are very very well done and just in my mind, Sonic the Hedgehog belongs to the fans. They're the only fucking uh, developers, I guess you can say, that I'm going to fucking give a shit about. Because their yeah. games are way more interesting than anything that Sonic Team has been putting out. Uh, you mentioned writers. They did mention that Ian Flynn is writing the story for that. So that's pretty cool. He's been doing pretty good yep. with the IDW stuff. Um, but I go to... If I'm looking for a Sonic story, I'll read the comics, not play the games ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I don't mean to be overly negative, but it's I've, we've been down this road 
so many times. Yeah. You know, if you we still keep and we still keep going down on it. It's like uh like you said, the fans can be the worst and the best thing about this whole thing. Um and that includes, you know, with the upcoming movie and all that stuff. But before we get into that, Chris, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say if you're a card carrying Sonic Guild member, uh y- you know what's going on. It's just more bullshit. And you just take either you go with the flow, you take your hits, or you just talk shit about it the entire time as it burns to the ground, man. Burn it to the ground. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there it is. And then the other thing, Sonic 2, the movie. Yeah, uh, speaking of burning out. it to the ground. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I Wait, what, do, what was your take on the first one? I enjoyed the first one. I hated it. Oh, yeah, wow. Corey, Corey and Scotty did not care for the first Sonic movie. This is my, my quick one phrase review of the first Sonic movie. Again, you could put any character in the place of Sonic and it would be the same movie. And even without that, it has bad morals for kids and it's not entertaining because it's not funny. Ta-da. Wow. Okay. I, I found it the complete opposite. The I small forgot. town cop immediately is told it. like, don't follow your dreams. Small town cop. Don't go to the city. Stay here in this town where you've met the dead end of your life. It's a movie. He found his wife. He found his friends. It's, uh, you know, sometimes small town isn't bad. I guess that's what I I took it. He didn't even try the big town, though. It's it's a family. We don't don't know. We don't know. Movie. We don't know. It's about family. It's about finding family. And at the end of the day, it's a fucking... Oh, shut the fuck up. At the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's a fucking kids movie. You're not the target demographic. Neither you know, am I. Yeah, no, the, the, the funny thing about it, too, is just like, yeah, it is a kids movie, but I was laughing at like some of the comments that people were talking about um, on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, you guys are just fucking wild and thirsty and shit um, because you get the people that are for sure like, oh, put, you know, um, put shadow in. And I'm just like, we're not we're not at shadow point yet yeah you know but then there's people that are just like put rouge the bat in like why come on you cowards and i'm like Uh, rouge the bat does not belong in this movie right now nor Uh, do i think if she's even going to be available in any of them i think what they what what they're going with right now i got hyped for it i like the uh jim carrey as robotnik i like the addition of tails uh knuckles coming out and being all fucking sexy british idris elba that was fucking hilarious to me you know so, no, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm I'm excited to see this one again. And it'll probably, you know what? As a matter of fact, I won't go to the theaters until this movie comes out. So I can come full circle. The last movie I saw in theaters was yeah. Sonic 1. The next movie I want it to be is Sonic 2. Let's go. That's literally what's going to end up happening to me. Because mm-hmm. the last movie I saw was Sonic 1. No, I'm I'm glad that they have Tyson Heese as, uh, as the fucking yeah, storyboard nuts. supervisor. So like I can I can trust that motherfucker to get this shit right, and he's actually been doing really yeah. really well. He's he did the Sonic Mania Adventures, uh, he's also did the fucking uh what what the fuck is that mini series the the racing Sonic Team racing shit. Oh yeah, I think he also was in charge of the uh the Chow in Space little mini series, and he's also been doing other things. Uh, mm-hmm. um, like he did Invader Zim twenty nineteen, oh. apparently. So. It's it's really crazy how much things have changed to the point that we have Ian Flynn, who works on the comics, is working with the game, and the artist from Game Stuff is working with the movie. Like in the '90s, none of this stuff connected. 
Uh, Archie mm-hmm. was just shooting shit out left and right because Sega gave them nothing to work with other than what not to do. And then, mm-hmm. like, nothing connected anywhere. Meanwhile, Europe's got their own thing, and Japan's just over there doing whatever. But, like, finally things are actually consulted upon with each other. I don't know what the phrasing is I'm trying to say here, but you guys know what I mean. Right. So, uh, I will say, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to see this because Knuckles is my boy, and I love seeing Sonic get his ass kicked by Knuckles. <laughs> um, and... Uh, you know, all things, all cynicisms aside and everything, I like that the Game Awards exists because, and stuff like E3, because, like, for me and Rachel, we don't watch sporting events. We don't have really things to watch like the, like like those things. So we watched a good bit of the Game Awards, and it was fun watching that together because it was an event. And when the Sonic 2 movie trailer came up and Knuckles shows up, she her reaction is like knuckles is bad he's a bad guy i'm like that's that's how he started out that's how he was introduced (laughs) it's fine it's fine it's gonna turn around you know there was that shot going around with like the three of them standing next to each other and whatever it's i was like but it was still like that excitement was there you know so that's fun Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure i think a lot of people were hyped up for it when they saw knuckles i mean they knew that he was going to be there the introduction to him in this in the trailer was pretty fantastic yeah um tragic on twitch has a reaction of the uh of the Sonic 2 trailer and like aid and not only her but like most of the people that reacted to it when Knuckles came out they were just like he sounds so cool like it's just like so wild and I'm like but it's true like I, to me to me I I'm guess. telling you I think that was like the most impressive thing out of this whole thing that I was just like I I didn't know what kind of voice Idris Elba was going to give Knuckles mm-hmm. and I'm like and I don't know but me like uh the way I picture Knuckles was always kind of like not total surfer dude but like laid back cool guy like huh like yeah I'm I'm the top surfer dude like pfft, you know mm-hmm. and then and now I'm thinking like I don't know what Knuckles ever really sounded like I just genuinely don't know but I like what I heard I thought it was pretty cool and I thought it's gonna be uh I, I I'm looking forward to it I think it's gonna be cool there's like so many things to it and then I found out somebody was breaking down the beginning oh, of this trailer. Sure. And how it was like a, like a tribute to Ghost in the Shell. What? Oh, my fucking God. Are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Uh-huh, There's see? Adventure, Sonic Adventure references left and right, but I don't fucking know mm-hmm. whatever. Here, here's so, the thing. The, like, Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Eddie. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The I saw the this. Shell... <sighs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw this with... Um... Sailor Corellia, Leftover Ginger, and Corey. I think Corey may have stepped away um, when this shit was going down. But yeah, there is there was a lot of Sonic Adventure references in there. There was also like, I feel like there were some homages to also like the Spider-Man movies. Like they were just oh. taking like some gimmicks from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the way that Miles Morales is just like jumping off buildings and moving around there. But also that's that's Sonic Adventure one. That's yeah. uh, what's that stage called? What's start a speedway or some shit like that oh you um, mean just station square yeah in, in station square but yeah. like when you're running down the building and shit like that oh um, yeah, yeah but honestly it to me it feels like sonic 3 you know he you got the stages where he's going through ice cap he's got the the fucking pseudo death death egg like firing off missiles and shit like that it's got knuckles it's got like the whole uh, scene where Knuckles essentially stops Sonic and just like smacks the shit out of him 
that's Sonic 3. Like, I I feel like they're doing a good job tying events and, like, situations to the older games. I don't know shit about no fucking Ghost in the Shell, dude. All right, you ready for it? I'm ready ready for for it. it? I'm ready. I found it. Give me the deep dive. So somebody was basically saying that the intro uh, to this trailer where he's jumping off the building, eating the hot dog, the shoes, and all that shit. Uh, Don't mind my scuff uh, stuff that's going on right here and all that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, Apparently is a tribute to Ghost in the Shell. And here's the Twitter gif breaking down the scene uh, left and right, as you can see there. Uh, um, eventually we will oh yeah eventually you will and I can't like zoom it in to like make it a little bit better either wah, wah. I see it yeah Mark, I guess damn you. so sure oh, I guess I gotta have the mouser the how mouser? many fucking the you can, the, the, no there are so many fucking <laughs> animes and adventure movies every character every series that's done something cool has had someone fall off a building in stylistic ways like whatever I'm telling you I don't shoot the messenger Right, I'm not. I'm shooting the, the internet because it's just full of idiots. Yeah. All right, here we go. I mean, right, it, I it, it just feels like the Ugh. it's just a leap of faith scene in fucking yeah. Enter the Spider-Verse. So. Look, I'm telling you, <laughs> I just, this is what I'm pointing out, all right? Like, people were talking about it. People got hyped about it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and then, But I was just like, I want to bring this up because I wanted to see you guys' reaction and takes on all this shit. So here we are. <laughs> um look i'm i'm excited for my kids to go see this movie i think that alexia will enjoy it um i think i will marginally like it because like i usually can't stomach kid shit uh but you know it's sonic it's nostalgia i'll fuck with it you know sonic yeah, it's fine. Whatever, I'll see it. But yeah, cares? but that was the video game awards, guys. So yeah, that was, it. was that it? Was that all that there was? <laughs> no, one thing that I want to bring up, and Sailor Corellia <laughs> is pressing me to fucking talk about, is I went on a fucking ten minute rant about Jeff Keighley's outfit because he dresses like a fucking five year old. First off, the fucking lapels pins that he had on his fucking collar that was Were buttoned there? all the way up with no fucking tie that oh. pisses me off. That's he a wore style two- now, sir. No, fuck you. Uh, he wore two giant fucking C's with a dick in the center. Like, bright, golden. Dude, like, his fucking, his fucking cuffs, his fucking, uh, fucking sleeves had no cuff were. links. They were just fucking, they were just fucking, like, let loose. Curtains Chris. hanging in the wind. Just, Chris. like. As quickly as he can, put on that fucking jacket, oh, bro. Man. No, no. I, I, I mm, mm. Hey, when that you get your mad. own award show, you can wear whatever the hell you want to. I'm fucking going to, and I'm going to wear a suit <laughs> put together properly, the right fucking way. Look, dude. All he had to do was take those fucking lapels off. I'm not even mad about the collars. I'm not even mad about the cufflinks and shit like that. Just fucking unbutton the top button. That's all I ask. Maybe take a fucking, like, a, the fucking collar and get a shirt with a smaller collar because that shit was going down to his fucking nipples. It was ridiculous. Anyway, that's my, that's my bit about fucking Jeff Keighley. He dresses like a fucking six-year-old. Got it. Got Good it. Deal. Got it. Perfect. I don't, even know, I don't even know if I should defend. but uh, Don't, because uh, I'll fucking bite your head off. I mean... This used to be on Spike TV. 
<laughs> Look, the uh, other shit. I have nothing against Jeff Keeley. I think he's come pretty far for the bullshit he's had to do with interviewing douchebags left and right. Um, but uh, and I could not stand him when I worked at GameStop, and all I heard was him interviewing someone else to the point that if someone was not in the store, I would just be like, "No, tell me about that, Jeff," and like you know. Uh, but, uh, nice. this, this show was too long. We tuned in to watch Sonic stuff and eventually see Keanu Reeves and three hours went by and there was no Keanu Reeves because we had every other commercial that was not a trailer, but looked like a trailer for Facebook garbage. There's some good stuff out there, but overall too fucking long. And it was was essentially the stuff that people look forward to in E3 in terms of premieres. Um, I think the reason, before we get into a couple of things, because there were some things that looked cool, uh, but uh, uh, overall, I don't care about the majority of what was announced, but I will say that, like, the uh, show needs to be shorter, and I think people thought it was shitty because there was no new console debut, because they kind of shot themselves in the foot for having the Xbox... um, series x debut at that show for one year because that's going to set the bar for every year you know i mean i just feel like you don't necessarily need a console reveal but you need to have like something that's considered a heavy hitter and their heaviest hitter was the fucking sonic movie and sonic frontier which a lot of people feel like there was there was nothing to to go along with that and a lot of that just came down to marketing right you yeah. know, so- the Sonic 2 movie is riding the waves of, like, the atrocity that was the original Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, right? Um, oh, right. Outside of that, you know, if 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 the original Sonic movie had come out the way, or not the original one, but if, like, the, the updated trailer had come out from the get-go, nobody would be giving a shit about that fucking movie. Yeah. Nobody. Like, that's why that there's so much fucking hype. Because it's supposed to be like some sort of fucking Cinderella story. Um, I don't know. Like, my opinion on the Game Awards is that it's just one giant fucking circle jerk amongst the journalists and fucking uh, um, developers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that about any award show, but like, compare this to like GDC. I'm going to take the word of people who like are actively developing games as opposed to like, figureheads and kotaku and polygon and jeff Keeley, which it just feels like one big giant marketing show and the only reason why people really pay attention to the game awards is for the new releases that's the only reason why that this fucking show is standing up on its on its feet because yeah. if if we just wanted to talk about games i just would watch old school g4 or something similar to old school g4 but yeah the um it reminded me that it's always great to have actors and actresses out there promoting games and stuff like Ben Schwartz was, well, Ben Schwartz is also mm-hmm. like known for his improv. So it, it made sense that he was at least entertaining when he was out there, especially mm-hmm. with the whole like uh, CD bit. Um, the one dude that was on his phone pretending to be on his phone was not funny. Like that was not a good bit that he was trying to pull off. Um, and then we had to have a sports figure here and there. So some guy, I don't even remember, maybe a basketball player or something, walks out and he just says, he says it exactly like this. I love action games. 
And then he goes into clearly reading off the prompt, and I'm just like, oh my fucking god, it's the Sony convention all over again. Like, trying to get, uh, you know, so, trying to get, like, a pro athlete play a game on stage and show the demo. It's, like, just so many no-nos left and right, but, like, the, mm. um, oh, Lord Almighty. Uh, Keanu was great, yeah. Uh, Sailor Corellia says Keanu's little skit was adorable, because he was there to ham it up. Who fucking cares uh i don't of think course. carrie ann moss really knew what was going on but keanu is salt of the earth you know um yeah. i uh if do we want to go down our little list here the of the things to talk about like the hard to digest suicide squad game that's coming out I mean, well and, and that's the thing when i wrote this when i was writing it down i was just like that's why i asked i was like which way do we want to go about these things because i feel like we can sit and talk here about everything um left and right um if we wanted to break down um my issue with like with suicide squad is like i was looking at it and i was just like oh so it's guardian of the galaxies too and then i saw the star wars mm-hmm. eclipse one and i'm like oh it's like knights of the old republic which is basically like mass effect which is basically the but reason why we have guardians dream. of the galaxy it's quantic dream yeah. it's not going to be anything like that like the, yeah like here so i say we go down the list we say do we have an opinion if we don't have an opinion, we move on. Uh, okay, so based on this list, we're going to start off with Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Go! Sure. It is. Uh, I don't give a shit. It is painfully Same. trying to be cool, and I yep. hate mm-hmm. that. Yep, no. Yeah, so. All right, next one. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse. I think that the way that they introduce the world building and, like, the, the elements from Star Wars, it has, like, sort of a pre-Phantom Menace feel to it. It's not white old republic i think that the worlds look cool but that's literally all that we saw and we yeah. know that it's being made from quantum dreams so fucking it's if it turns out to be like some fucking detroit become human bullshit um i don't know how much faith i have in this product anymore because star wars eclipse sound like it was fucking cool and it was a really good trailer in my opinion it was really fucking like they had the tone and the theme and the the fucking like the elements of Star Wars. It was all there. There wasn't like a hyper focus on Jedi. There was some smuggler shit. There was some fucking Republic Commando shit. There was like you're going through the jungles and whatnot. Like it looks fucking cool. But the footnote that worries me is Quantum Dream. So mm-hmm. mm, I'm excited for Quantum I Dream don't know. stuff. David Cage is I, a piece I, of I shit, but know. I like his games. Yep. I think the only is Quantum Dream also made Heavy Rain, right? Yeah. Yes. Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's the only uh, one I've played, yeah. Fahrenheit slash Indigo, Indigo Prophecy. Prophecy, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human. I fucking hate yeah, Beyond yeah. Two Souls. <laughs> so this this takes place during the times of the High Republic, where everybody's basically high. Yep. Um, that's what it means. Basically, everybody's high during the Jedi times. Uh, no, it's uh takes place 200 years before the Star Wars films, the initial hmm. Phantom Menace. Okay, and then so 800 right. years after the Old Republic. Yeah, so hmm. it's exact. It's pre Phantom Menace stuff. Yeah, indeed. cool. Mm-hmm. So that's the timeline right there. I mean, like I said, the thing about it is, it's a cinematic trailer. Um, I mean, this is actual footage. Goddamn, but I doubt it. Um, Who knows? We'll see. I I just feel like it's gonna end up being like. Like every other space sci-fi game that we got going out there that has branching titles out there now. Um, I don't know how action-oriented this is going to be, which is probably the reason why, you know, Quantum Dream might be more of a 
point and click, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You I know? really don't. But, yeah. Looks cool. Looks good. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, down the list we go. Wonder Woman. Uh, cinematic trailer. Oh, I forgot oh. that even had a, yeah. All it was was just Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's yeah. all it was. Now, I thought her character model looked cool, but there was nothing more to it than that. So I'm like, I'm going to withhold judgment until I see some actual fucking gameplay. I, I don't yeah. I don't give a shit about Wonder Woman. I don't like superheroes. Eh. <laughs> I I just I'm a Marvel guy, so I'm always gonna think that every time they try to make something dramatic other than Batman, and then you get to the character's name, like Wonder Woman is a bad name for a character now. It's I don't know. It just a lot of their characters' names make me kind of cringe a little bit in today's world, so but it'll Wonder probably be, maybe be alright. I have no idea. But yeah, yeah. Not too. I don't really well, have opinions it'll, it'll, on that. Yeah, it'll be. I'm assuming it's going to be a single player uh, action adventure game, probably in the same lines of uh, Arkham. Uh, Maybe. Batman. The yeah, Arkham isn't series, this rock? But or, just not as. Gritty. Oh no, it's Monolith. When I saw Monolith's logo, I was like, "Oh fuck, they've been actually doing something." Because they made the Condemned games forever ago, and then they made mm-hmm. Fear. Um. And I oh what shit! Else they did. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's made a weird turn. Games, so yeah. There you go. Uh, we got Alan Wake 2. I don't give a shit. I'm very excited. Uh, I really liked the first Alan Wake. I remembered they were remaking that, or they are. Mm-hmm. They're remaking Alan Wake, and it didn't, like, I, it didn't click that this was a teaser for the second game. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, a second game. Because that was demanded forever ago, because it was, Alan Wake was a rare, um, decently story driven game uh other than it being twin peaks left and right i really enjoyed it the combat was rough but i'm excited for more of this world because i really really like that first game now you said it's uh it's a uh, very story oriented yep uh it's an action game too, right? It's like an action horror yeah, game or is that what it the first one is more actiony than survival horror but it Definitely is a spooky game too, uh, with the enemies and the atmosphere. It's yeah, more Twilight I, Zone I haven't, than Survival. I, I haven't played anything of it. I've always heard things about Alan Wake. Um, I just kind of like dismissed it. Um, I don't know why. Um, I want to say I played maybe the original one, uh, which was a 360. Was it yep. a 360 or PS3? 360. And then 360. the remasters. The remasters already out. I don't. I don't know. Uh, the but it yeah. was a, it was an exclusive, and they had a lot of plans for doing more stuff with it, but boy, it just didn't happen. Yeah, the remaster's already out. You can pick it up at twenty dollars at your local video game store. Oh, remastered! Um, I thought there was a remake. I don't know what I thought, but yeah, I'll have to get that. Oh, like a remake? Gotcha. Yeah. So well, I yeah, will have there to you buy go. that. I will have to buy that. Maybe that'll be my birthday gift to myself. There it is. So we got that. We got Alan Wake. Uh, Forspoken. I think I Forspoken looks cool. I, I mean, remember. there there wasn't a whole lot of story shown off, but the the action scenes look pretty fucking dope. All the spells that the uh, the main character gets, she gets to go fucking ski boarding or like jet skiing on a fucking magical surfboard. That shit looked pretty cool. It looked fast, you know. It looked fast. It looked like it also had like some stealth elements where you can just like sneak up on enemies and then electrocute them. I I think that the the abilities that the main character gets are very bombastic enough 
for me to give a shit off of a cold title that I've just mm-hmm. never seen before. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. Um, there all. were surprisingly a lot of I new IPs out of this show. Isn't this the uh, Square Enix game or something like that? Did I mean that? Yes, it is a Square Enix game. I don't know. Oh, okay, I saw cool. the logo. Mm-hmm. It's coming from Luminous Productions, which I think is the same team that did Final Fantasy Fifteen. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't have an opinion. It's not really something up up my alley at all. There you go. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I oh, thought what the idea you didn't see that. No. Yeah, there was. Uh, we tuned in and out at, during certain parts because it was just like dragging on. Um, mm-hmm. No, fucking uh, Sailor Corellia was very excited. Oh, I think it, we were all like trying to figure out what it was. I I at first thought it was like a Bruce Campbell thing, mm-hmm. like we were gonna get like Army of Darkness video game. Um, but yeah, no Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's it's dope. made by the guys who did the Friday the Thirteenth game. Mm-hmm. So I will play it. I really like a the game Friday the 13th based on theme. true events. Well, the, that's what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll check it out. Going on, I will yeah. check it out. Uh, Senua Saga, Hellblade Two. Yeah, Hellblade Two. I honestly wasn't super impressed with this trailer. I was that trailer was too long, and just like you saw how bad the collision detection was and stuff. And yep. it's like you guys shouldn't have shown this. It looked cool, and still things were theory. interacting with each other. And I was yeah, like, is no. this Attack on Titan for a while? You know, like, what's going on here? Um, no. Hellblade, a lot of people have spoken very highly of, especially the um, the psychological stuff it deals with. But I yep. did not. This this trailer is a pitch perfect example of people being wowed by graphics and me sitting there being like, I don't care about this. It doesn't look as great as it should. And I know I'm being like snotty about that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm so tired of games trying to tell me they have an epic story to tell. I've, I've been over that for years, you know? My issue with this is that Hellblade 1 was very much about, like, mental illness, PTSD, shit like that. Yeah, like And Hellblade 2 stuff. is just like, all right, team, let's go hunt a monster. Like, there was none, none of that. No, no connection yeah. to the first game, you know? So, like, what made Hellblade special, I'm not seeing that in Hellblade 2. Not in this It's the trailer. monster within you. It's metaphorically, man. It's yeah, that was Hellblade games. 1. Oh, and okay. now the monster is outside of you, and I just don't fucking care. Valhalla and all that shit. Let's go. Next. <laughs> next. Yeah. Uh, next. If my freaking... There you go. Uh, Halo the TV show. Oh, I forgot to watch this. Um, it's is it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. it, indeed, it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out on Paramount Plus TV. Mm-hmm. I I don't care. <laughs> like I don't. I'm not. I'll watch it. Maybe it's the same thing that I said about fucking uh, the fourth season of Castlevania. I'll eventually get to it. I just uh, TV shows and me just don't mesh. We don't get along. But it's Halo. Yeah, and we said the same thing about Cowboy Bebop, and I still haven't seen fucking Cowboy Bebop. So, I'll go uh, be disappointed another day. I'll uh, I'll watch this because we have Paramount Plus, but if we didn't have Paramount Plus, I wouldn't seek it out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for those that aren't aware, too, if you are a T-Mobile member, not a hashtag not sponsored, you get a month free of a Paramount Plus. Just saying. So, because that's how I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's okay. Wham, bam, yeah. bam. Uh, Elden Ring. So, I played the network test a few weeks ago. And to be honest, any excitement that I had for Elden Ring was quickly deflated. It is Dark Souls 4. It has like the same exact character models it looks like it's built from the engine of dark souls 3 and just expanded like it's a pretty game from software learned what fucking color was but like it is literally dark souls 3 just dark souls 4 it was very very easy for me to get around and that was like one of the things about dark souls like the the confinement of the stages kind of like brought in an element of difficulty because you didn't always have an area for you to like run around or get away and shit like that. This is just like open fucking fields and it's super easy for you to navigate about around certain enemies where it just becomes like, I'm going to sit on this cliff and shoot this fucking dragon with a bow and arrow until he fucking dies and, like, the only way that you'll fucking lose is if the dragon decides that it wants to respawn somewhere else and it regenerates all of its fucking health. That was, like, the biggest fucking annoyance about it. My biggest problem with Elden Ring was going through the castle walls and there would just be a giant fucking ogre with these guys shooting fucking arrows at the, at the fucking uh, opening of the castle wall. And... Lo and behold, that was a tight enclosed space. That was the hardest part of the entire fucking game. Outside of that, I don't know, man. That game, it's like a reskin, dude. That's just the best way that I can put it. I don't have any opinion. Really. I mean, you're still going to play it, though, right? I I'm, I don't think I'm going to pick it up on launch. Like, I've, I've always been like anything from software. Like, if, it's, if it breathes Souls-like, I pick it up. Um... Yeah, no, I don't think I'll be picking up Elden Ring at launch. I'm going to wait a little bit. There you go. All right. Thoughts, Scotty? No, nothing. Uh, Medieval's not my scene. Gotcha. Sonic Frontier. Oh, we already talked about already that. Talked about uh, that. Slitterhead. I, this was the first time I I ever was like this during a presentation where I was like, these graphics don't look good. Like, this looks no. like a PS2 game. And it, mm-hmm. it looks like they straight up just took the uh, Parasite manga and anime and made it into a video game. Like, it could be cool, but I also don't know what the gameplay is. It was a trailer that looked like it was, should have been gameplay with how it was moving around. And they really teased it. Te- like, they teased it the right way to get my attention by saying Silent Hill was involved in some way, shape, or form. But it's the people that made the first Silent Hills or one or two or something. Um, it did not look good though. The graphics did not look good. I I think it's gonna be a sleeper hit. To be honest, yeah, no, yeah, it, it looks like good. fucking PS2 AMV quality. Um, it just I I think that Eastern horror, like Japanese horror, Chinese horror, um, is really 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 cool. Um, so like, I'd be willing to pass over the fact that it just does not look good. It's not like aesthetically pleasing or it's not graphically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like the premise of it looks fucking cool. I'm not, I'm not a big graphics whore, so I can, I can fucking deal with that. 
Yeah, I'll still check it out because it does look cool. I like this genre of stuff. So, um, but it was just one of the rare times where I was like, wow, this does not look good. Like, is this a cell phone game or something? So, you know, (laughs) I'll be honest. I think that's what they're going for. I think uh, they're genuinely just trying to like relive what Silent Hill was with the grainy, like think, think of making like one of those type of films or like grainy grunge house films, like those seventies horror eighties movies that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but in a modern setting, I, I think that's what they're going for. Uh, I don't know how scary it's going to be or how Mm, horrifying, whatever they're going to go with. uh, But uh, to me, it didn't look that bad. I thought, uh, I thought it was actually kind of a creative. Um, It's different. Um, Cause I was thinking like, Oh, it looks like parasite Eve. Like, cinematics you know what i mean or resident mm-hmm. evil 2 but it's have you that's seen the parasite anime or read the parasite manga i have not okay it's, it's, i've it, read it the manga. Is exactly that almost yeah mm. um but yeah I, the only thing i can maybe uh to give it the benefit of the doubt i wonder if the graphics are not like above and beyond because there might be a lot of things going on in the environment maybe or like you know how katamari is like the Katamari games are all like super blocky people, but there's thousands of moving objects in that world. You know, yeah. maybe it's something like that. So weird name Looks though interesting. too. Yeah, um, Splitter House. Yeah, as opposed to Silent Slitter, Hill. Slitter S and H. Silent Hill confirmed. Oh boy, I I love Del Toro's uh, side remarks about Silent Hill and Death Stranding though. He's just a weird dude, but yeah. Um, I'll, I'll check that game movie. out though. Yeah. Which I'll also check out, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Gollum is slated. Or Gollum is slated. Gollum. Fucking cares. I love that they have to call it Lord of the Rings Gollum. They can't just call it Gollum. It's supposed to just Gollum. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Somebody was like, I've been talking about, I've been watching The Hobbit uh, and the Lord of the Rings uh, movies in Discord. Um, And somebody brought this to my attention. They're like, hey, look, there's a Gollum uh, game coming out. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, right. I mean, it's, I, is... I don't know if it's like cool, if it's, like, I'm assuming it's like a stealth game where you just play as Gollum and you go around and create traps. I, so. It's, uh, it's VR, which I feel it's very hard to correctly oh. portray the excitement of a VR game uh, yeah. in any trailer. So maybe it'll be great, but I feel like this is like just way too late. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't aware that there was a VR. Yep. Uh, this was announced. Game. This was announced like two years ago. At, I think all it was was a, a very much a teaser with just his voice saying "my precious" and whatever else a thousand times. That sounds yeah. Said, that does that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And it just had. A title I mean, I don't know. Splash. I don't know if it's too late. I think they're trying to capitalize because this isn't like next year, um, Amazon or Hulu or one of those fucking uh, are coming out with the Lord of the Rings TV show. Oh, probably. I don't. If no one was aware. I don't yeah. remember hearing anything like that. Yeah, it's it's been in the works apparently. All so, right, all right. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I'm fucking care. over everything related to Borderlands. They are so cool, guys. She is really cool, and she's gonna let you know. It's a cool They're idea cool how it's like quirky. a tabletop tabletop thing. Like I I, I appreciate the kind of the uh, setting of it, I guess, but. Fuck, I hate characters like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I've got I've got no opinion on this either. I It's got Will Arnett in it. That's weird. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That yeah, was an awkward just... introduction to Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, so we got that. Uh Among Us Ghost VR. 
That'll probably be fun, but I don't, I don't know. I think we, we, I, I, I'm just going to preempt everything else. I'm going to say we kind of talked about everything I'm excited about, except for one other thing. But so I hate video games is what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if I just go down this list, I'm I'm just going to break the fucking, I'm just going to break everything here. If I, I don't go think down we need to talk list, about everything. Yeah. I well, that's care. What I, was yeah. I care about thirsty suitors because that game looks fucking dumb. Like dumb to the point where it's like it's stupid fun. Um and that's about it. Thirsty suitors. Thirsty yeah, suitors know. was that that super colorful, like like it's just weird. Like the premise is, is that you're looking for a um a soulmate, so to say, and you have like you have to like prove your love or fucking oh battle each other out it's like some stupid dating sim thing but it is fucking dumb oh, like at first i'm just exaggerated like exaggerated visual novel yeah at first it was just like this is fucking stupid i hate this and then i started watching more of it and i'm just like wait a second there's fighting game stuff in this all right now i need to like reconsider my thoughts on this so i just said i'm willing to to give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Fighting game and, stuff in this, like, and it looks like it's it's like based in India or whatnot. Maybe maybe it was just because there was like Indian characters, and I don't see enough like southeastern representation in shit. I'm in, seeing in Tony Hawk. I would be surprised if there's there, any more than uh, um, QTEs in this, though. You could I be right. I don't. know. You could be right. I hope it's I not like sixty dollars. I don't think it. I don't think it looks like a sixty dollar game. It's it like, like if you're trying game. to seduce the Ginyu Force is what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, nice. but the thing is, I love the Ginyu Force, so yeah. I'd be willing to check that oh, out. But it is a skateboarding open world. I don't know. What okay, this game so is. like, like there's stupid shit in it, dude. <laughs> that's that's why I'm like, uh, this isn't as bad. Yeah, this might be insane. This this could this could be fun. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Dune, Star Trek, uh, some other shit, Cuphead, DLC, um, Battlegrounds, Nightingale, Crossfire, Crossfire, uh, Tunic, and that's about it. That I is got nothing else. It. Matrix, baby. Matrix. That, the fucking All right, That trailer for the Matrix. That was amazing. That looked really good. Yeah, that was amazing. They recreated when Neo wakes up in front of his computer, Eddie, and I thought it was the movie at first, but it is in-game Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. That's the demo that you can download on Xbox yeah. and Microsoft and everywhere this, right now, right? I'm this Microsoft, was the first like time it. I was bummed I didn't have a, a PS5 or a Series X because I do want to check that out. Um, and Is it only available for those systems? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I got both and I didn't download it. Download it twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah keanu was great hamming it up he's like game awards 2021 like doing all this shit and uh i appreciated that a lot and i think um i was getting angry i was watching other people's reactions to this and i was watching one crew that's got like some old heads in their late 30s and 40s and then some other newer people that are just like you could call them influencers and like one of them was saying how i don't know their mouths look kind of weird like not impressed by how this engine looks i wanted to reach through the internet and strangle them because it's like you don't know how video games used to look you know <laughs> like this looks fucking amazing and it's just crazy 
Uh, and it just gets me excited for the next movie, which I hope is not references left and right, but it might be. Um, but hey, Matrix is back, people. Yep. It's back with a vengeance. I'm here for so, it. I it hope is. to so. hear more about that game, whatever it is. It's free to play? I don't know if it's a... Is it an MMO? What is it? Do we know? Which one? Matrix Awakens is the game. Uh, I don't know, to be completely honest with you. Uh, an interactive experience set in the Matrix world. That's all it says. Mm. Uh, the future of storytelling in Unreal Engine 5. Um, but that's it. It doesn't say anything about it. That's why you said MMO right now. I was like, it threw me off. I was like, I didn't even, I thought it was just a, a demo. No, it's a game thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, Everything says we'll find experience. Out. So somebody play it. Somebody download it and play it. All right. I'll, I guess I got I got some homework to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that'll recap uh, the video game awards uh, another year. I uh, it, it just made me realize that I'm tired of games trying to tell these giant epic stories. I just want something I can play in spurts because I don't want to sit down with an open world game. But there are some stuff, there are some things I'm excited for. Um, I don't know how there hasn't been an open world survival horror game yet now that I say what it I was has, excited for. Well, I think I mean, the, closest, the closest you're going to get to something like that off the top of my head is like the evil within two. That's not really open world. Oh, but it's yeah. expansive enough for you to like run around in like the outside world and whatnot. Yeah, I, see, and I, that's what I was gonna say, because I was gonna be like uh days gone or whatever's like oh, I guess that, that fucking Sony game. That was so poorly received. But I it's mean, not really survival horror as opposed no. to zombie survival. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's and a I, difference, right? I think the reason no one's tried to tackle that head on yet is because part of the things that make survival horror fit is claustrophobia uh, as you're going through areas you can't escape and stuff like that. So if you can run away from it, it's not as scary. So maybe that's why. But um, yeah, I don't know. Sonic and Matrix and Alan Wake. That's me. That's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, what do we got going on? Is it questions? We don't have any questions. This we week, don't right? have any questions this week. So then, with that being said, Chris, what are you doing this week? Um, I'm trying to finish up the last bit of stuff that I owe Mega Visions, and then after that, I've got a video that I have to start finishing up because I did start it. Um, and then after that, you know setting up for issue three and doing the 30 days of GameCube that I set myself out to do. You brought this upon yourself. (laughs) I did. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I'm happy to do it. I want to, I want to like maybe do something along the lines of everything that's six gen. So GameCube, Dreamcast, Xbox, PS2, you know, the good old days, the good old days. Exactly. When I was happy. <laughs> when he thought he had life figured out. Yeah. When life was simpler and my parents weren't dead. Okay. <laughs> wow. All that's what everyone always that's what that's what everyone says about that generation of games, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Um what about you, Scotty? Uh not too much. Still just kind of keeping things calm for the sake of dealing with work. Um I've got I'm off tomorrow actually to get my booster, so that's something. Hey. And uh no, I mean uh I mentioned that Corey and I are nearing the end of Mega Man Legends, which is good because I want to try something with him different. 
Uh, we won't mention it yet because there's nothing set in stone on what's going to be played, uh, so I don't want to hype anything up. And we are coming back, though. The Static Zone podcast is coming back um, with a Christmas movie that everybody goes to this time of year, Lethal Weapon 1. So, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it, so I'm I'm curious... I don't want to say I'm excited because I don't know. Like, people forget that series exists, so we'll see what okay. happens, I guess. Hold yeah. on. No, fuck that. I love the Lethal Weapon series. All those movies are great. I won't say that they'll necessarily age well as far as, like, content and stuff that's spoken, but those yeah. movies are fucking great. I saw the fourth one in theaters, and I think that's the only one I've seen. That's the one with Jet Li in it, right? I think so. Yes. He's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it saw it saw a bit it saw a bit of a revival uh, when the TV show came out. There was oh, a TV Jesus, show that came out right. not too long mm-hmm. ago. Wow, I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So is. that's that's going on. Uh, you know, always working on stuff with Megavisions, and uh, that's pretty much me though. Not really streaming much, um, but uh, watching plenty of Hallmark movies. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I'm so sorry, Hallmark. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as as far as my end, it's the same thing as always too. Just work. Uh, Demon Souls has taken over my life. I don't want to play anything else but Demon Souls. Yeah. The, the flame. The flame lurker can go to hell. Um, even though he's already there. Um, You're up to the flame and, lurker. Yeah. It's like one I, of the so, hardest bosses in that game, dude. No, and it pissed it pissed me the fuck off too because like what ended up happening was I I get to it. Not realizing that I was like, oh shit, we're here. Not prepared for it. And on the first try, I'm like two to three hits away. And I fuck up. And I'm like, ah, he's he's not that bad. He's a pushover. Three and a half fucking hours later, I'm still there. Yeah. And I can't fucking beat him now. Nor even get to the point where I was that close. So, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it was a very, it's been a very epic fight. Um, it pissed me off. Uh, it kind of broke me for a bit. But... Uh, I, I'm basically not playing anything else until I beat Demon Souls now. Oh boy, nice. Yeah, wow, nice. So I, that reminded um, yeah. me of we started the Mega Man Legends recording yesterday with Corey saying like I think we could beat this game today. Five hours later, we decide we're going to take another run, like a separate fucking recording for just the final boss. <laughs> you got to grind for games. that last fight, man. Huh? It's not easy. Video games. Yeah. So. But I think, uh, yeah, that does it for us today. That does it for this episode's recording. Um, yeah, we got anything else to add, boys? I don't think so. No. Nope. All right, then. Keep liking and commenting and subscribing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, join the Discord and all that stuff. Follow us on the socials and uh, have a great rest of the evening, night, day, or time zone you're in. What the hell is that? Oh.